Hello and welcome to the Left Back on the Bench podcast. I'm your host today, Charlie Cullen. With me, as always, is my co-host, uh, the general organiser and runner of this, uh, Lucas Uhatch. How are you doing, Lucas? It's a, bit, it's a bit weird you introducing it, but I kind of like well, it. I kind of like it. I thought I was taking, I thought I was doing too much of it. Now I thought, when you mentioned it today, I said, could I introduce it? I was like, yes, I've been waiting well, for you to say that for a while now. I think we're going to have to change up, seeing as we're doing this slightly different. This yeah. is our, uh, yeah. so today this is sort of like a weekly news roundup. A little bit different from our normal kind of, fantasy matchmaking fantasy team building sort of topics general discussion topics we're sort of looking at some of the uh things in football that we thought were somewhat interesting this uh interesting this week so to start off uh a bit of news personal to, to um us because it's a weird situation i think as far as um we're in the middle of like that part of the year where transfers kind of Names are always floating about for different teams, different uh, different rumours. Nothing necessarily set in stone because, as we know, anything can happen involving money in different teams. So um, one that sort of kept, well, interested me a little bit because it was uh, last, yesterday was meant to be the uh, end of Odi Nogalo's contract at his loan deal at United. And uh, there's been a bit of discussion on whether or not We'll renew it. Uh, Lucas, how do you feel about Igalo and how, how he's done at United? Well, I personally think Igalo has been pretty much a saviour, really. I'm not going to say a total saviour like Bruno Fernandes has, but you could say at the time when he come to the team, we, we not not on a losing streak, but... We needed another player to play up front because Rashford was hurt. Martial, Martial can't do it week in, week out, every week. The, especially when you're playing on a Thursday night. Um, you're in the FA Cup as well. Um, at the time, I think we were in the Carabao Cup as well. And then you've got the Premier League games on top of that. You needed another striker. And Mason Greenwood, I think he's a really talented striker for the... What is he? Eighteen years. He's eighteen years old, and he's pretty much in that first team. But it's. I think it'd be too much stress on Greenwood to play him up front. Well, I think what we can talk about is, I think Greenwood in the FA Cup and the some of the earlier Europa stage matches would have had that opportunity to play as a striker. Yeah. The issue was with Lukaku being like, well, choosing to leave for in this uh, back in the summer and with Rashford's injury the options were kind of thin because of because going forward it was a bit like mismatched if you know what I mean yeah like you know we're, we're playing Martial who this is his first real season in the number nine role even though he thinks he's a striker I think he he's only just now coming into looking like a proper centre forward not playing on the off the wing if you know what I mean yeah Greenwood we've had to shove on the right on occasion which is cool because he's you know he can play with both feet but when you're kind of 
he doesn't, yeah, he's not like a set in stone winger. And Dan James has either played right or left side, around left hand side. I think he's done right on the left, but it's definitely a situation where I think he's still not ready for that either. So, you know, you've got two young lads playing on the wing. One, not necessarily a winger, and your centre forward is still very new to the centre forward role. Yeah. So we definitely had issues on that aspect. I think with Agarlo, it was just a case of like, we knew what we were getting to a degree. I don't, well, actually, I say that. We didn't think it was going to be as. As good as he was, really. Yeah. I think when we get told you're paying like for a 20 million loan striker who's in his 30s from playing in China. Yeah. It's very much like you're just there because he fits. He fits a type of player. It may not be the best type of player, but it's what you can do and what you can use. Yeah. But in credit to him is uh, the matches because he's mainly come on like in within the England matches, like the, the higher the higher sort of tier matches as a um an impact sub. He's just there to hold up play and yeah, maybe he'll get a decent ball or something like that. Is Europa and the FA, FA Cup, Cup stuff though has been I mean that that goal against LESK was fucking it was <laughs> that was yeah, top tier it was, it was a dirty goal, but the game that I really was impressed with him, he wasn't he actually come on, he wasn't actually starting that game. He came on in the dying embers of a, of the match against City. But yes. what 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 really impressed me is that first touch and he was going at defenders which Martial, I'll give credit to Martial. Martial has stepped up this year. And it's, it's, I don't really... It's hard to say because he, is, he hasn't played in that position since Louis van Gaal was manager. And Mourinho likes his strikers as a typical sort of striker. And, yeah. But Agarlo brought that coming in when you need him in the dying embers of a match. You need him to hold the ball. You need him to piss off centre-backs. And it, it, it's good in a way to have someone like that because you well, know you, the, think... you know the centre-backs aren't yeah. gonna put, won't have to push forward because they've got someone like Agala who's big, strong and physical. He, he gave Otamendi a, a, a trouble towards well, the end You of think that about match. it, his hold-up play is sort of what led to that second goal, like the, the definite winner, because we were holding on for a quite a lot in the ends of that second half it was one then we were one nil up yeah but yeah any time City in the second half did look more dangerous on the press yeah and I think him coming on holding up the ball you know just yeah causing trouble for their plate like their centre backs and stuff was great and I think you think his turn led to that Fred getting the ball yeah it was that it was that it was a chain of events that kind of led to that it was that turn which he tried to pass it to Fred but I think Fred got intercepted by Edison, and Edison decided. Well, let Fred me, was. Let me I think Fred was, was hard like, I can. <laughs> Fred was just trying to get that ball away, and like I think oh, the yeah. way he was, the way he was passing it, you could see Dan James cutting in. I think there was definitely a try of getting James into pick the ball in. Edison just beat him, but because he still had James charging at him, he's panicked and just chucked it. Yeah, and then Mendy couldn't keep up with McTominay, and McTominay did what he did, which was. To be honest, just hitting the ball sweet as you can in that situation. So I think that Bruges, he did well. The LASK game, he did really well. So yeah. with Ricardo, what I want to say is... He's a good servant for Man United. For the only eight games he's only played, he's done his job. 
I think for me, it's going to be a situation of like, we know we weren't getting like, it ain't like a Rooney or a Cantona where we're getting someone who's going to be a world beater or anything like that. But yeah. to his credit, it's, it's, it's a bit of like an Andy Cole thing. Like you got like a lot of, pre- you, you may not have ever been the best you ever had, but you got that love and appreciation uh, for like I, what you could do. Yeah, I, I, I think. In what yeah. I love Cole. Yeah, I sort of closely relate him to a Javier Hernandez, really, Agalo, when he comes on and he, he does the yeah. job. He isn't the the most... Yeah, yeah, Chicharito was a banging player, but he did. He never really... He, he'd come on in, he, he'd always come on in those dying embers of the games towards the end of his... Well, when Fergie was manager, and he used to do the job, and he did a terrific job. Um, the only matches I remember Chicharito ever really like started, started was the uh, Chelsea matches. Yeah, and his debut season, he started quite a f- fair few few games on his debut season yeah. at United. Yeah, well, I but think that that's yeah, no. that's the sort of player that you we need to look for in the summer. You need to look well, for us in the summer who who doesn't mind actually coming off the bench and playing these games. I think is that is a time period and era though, like. Everyone talks that like Fergie's last like title winning team wasn't the best team ever. It was no, very no. Well, what well, I'll give I'll, credit to Bar from Van Persie, like Van Persie, Van Persie. Who they really, brought in. Yeah, he brought him in on his last season, and you knew okay he's going all out because he's brought the best best striker at the time in the Premier League. And also again though, it's the variety. And I think that's yeah, why I appreciate yeah. Carlo is the variety he brings he, to the different types of forwards. Yeah, he brings another... Like Greenwoods, Martial and Agarlo, they all play very differently when they play as strikers. They all do different things, which I think... Any good era of United, I think of like the era of... You know, yeah, you had Cole and York, but then you had Sheringham and Ollie as your... Like, like Solskjaer as your, um, mm. as your backup to... Two like four very different types of forwards. Then you got your wing wing backs as well. I think in the era of like you know Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez, Berber, they all had different qualities that made them different, good at different things. And even like the last era, like you know they may not have been the most talented people, but you had like Rooney and Van Persie who are well beers. But you had like Ticharito and Danny Welbeck, you know, who did they did jobs. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. I think that's what Carlo is. You, you know, you're going to start him at his age and everything like that, but for big, big games because it's just a. But it, certain teams, he'll do well at breaking them down. So, yeah, and that that's what that's what the biggest threat has been to Man United for the but, past few years, especially in them games where you, it, you're hard, they're hard to break down, and you need a physical, imposing, imposing striker. And even the goal against Ellis was it L A S K. Yeah, the, gut, the, gut, the finish that finish was beautiful, but that's that's summer that's summer he's got in his locker, and that's what I appreciate Agallo more is because one, it was a quality one, strike. Yeah, unless you're Paul Lynch, who thought it was a bit fucking fluky. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, but he, Paul Lynch is a bit Paul Lynch is still a bit salty about Man United, anyways. But 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 then what well, I ask you, yeah, in regards to Agallo, um. Uh, Shanghai Shenzhou or whatever name is Shenzhou. Yeah, they want him back. I think they're willing to pay him like seventy-five million for the next four years. That 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 that's that's 
that's NFL quarterback money, really. Like four but years, what, seventy-five million. That's just Chinese money, mate. It's always well, that, like that. That, that's pounds. That's that's seventy million yeah. pounds. And what, what I was going to say though, United are in a situation where I think because it's currently worth like twenty million. Yeah, let's say, and um, United have kind of I think made it clear they only, they only want, they want to extend the loan. They don't necessarily know they want to, they don't really want to keep him. Do you so? What do you think? What do you think Agallo wants to do? Plus, what do you think will happen? Because it feels right now like he wants to stay. I think he's yeah. It's, 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 he's doing everything in his power to keep the loan going, but at li- the same time, it's you know. Listen, Agallo. I was listening to Talksport yesterday, and I think it was Ali McCoy or Freddie Philip. Either one of them said he's a he's a win win situation. And I don't know no player from recent times off the top of my head that is in a win-win situation. Listen, he's gonna he's playing for his dream club that he's always wanted to play for in Man United. And Man United, oh, oh, I know, I know the results on the field have been shaky in the past seven years, but it's still They've Man United. We've had a nice purple patch. Yeah, yeah, Please, and. You know. And yeah, and it's still Man United. It's still one of the biggest. It's still the biggest club in England by far. Like, like you know, commercial, how well known they are around the world. It's always a dream. But at the same point, what is he? Thirty years old, thirty-two, thirty-one. Even one of them. He's thirty on the dot. Thirty on the dot, right? A four-year contract, seventy-five billion pounds. That's that's crazy money, like. Are you are you ever going to pass her up in the first place? And in all fairness, he did go to China in the first place, so he does have money on his mind. But at the same time, to counteract, to counteract mm. he did when he made the move to United on the loan. Yeah, he took a pay cut. Well, he, which I didn't think he. We there's a lot of players. I know he's a United fan, all that yeah. shit. But there's also a lot of people whose mentality would be, "I'm making too much. I should take a cut." Well, yeah, I think, yeah, and I think exactly. Him to take the car, just, just because I think that's also part of why he's had this sort of love from the fans and everything. Because it's not like, yeah, he's an hard-working player and he's done really well for what he was bought. You know, because it was almost like all these different pundits and even like Neville and all these people from the club were like questioning the Agallo decision. Because it was like, why the fuck am I getting this lad who's not played in the Prem in this many years? He's fucking stuck in some shit Chinese league. But at the same time, when it comes in, you hope you hear about his story with like, you know, his sister and stuff. And the fact that he grew up in like boyhood United fan, Andy yeah. Cole was his hero and to go out and do what he's done and be, and then do it the way he did, like taking the pay cut. And he's doing like, all the, I love it when he does all his media, like the him and Andy Cole speaking to each other thing. I'm like, it's crazy to think that this guy is getting so much love from fans who have been let's face it for a long time now these fans have like and I think us included we've been kit crying about lack of quality world class buy yeah when um, we got Maguire Wambasaka Bruno in we're fucking like oi these are what we need what we want mm. if Carlos come in I think he's gaining more love maybe yeah. minus Bruno besides Bruno Bruno's gotten like this shit adoration love. From like not even just United fans, there's people with like other fans who are like, yeah, "Fuck, he is like, a player." Well, but Agallo within United's fandom has become like this cult fucking thing now, where it's like people just want to see him do 
do, do well. Best. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 as it, these these are the buys that Man United should be doing. They should be thinking about players like this because it's it, it now now it's all of a case of just what what Man United need is they need a, a new right winger really because we still haven't filled that right wing spot. And then maybe a striker. You need maybe a striker well, to challenge Martial. Funnily enough, I think what I was looking at Al- Houston's, uh Stephen yeah, and he was chatting about uh, yeah, straight for Paddock, full time Devils, big United uh, podcast, the mm-hmm. media man, good good guy, good good podcast. If good laugh, yeah. But yeah. um, he was saying apparently he found out well he was looking at the United thing. What they're going out looking for. Four positions that they want to fill up again. Yeah, and I think the the priority is right. Well, well how he prioritised it, right what he knows they need or want. Right winger. Yeah, must. Central midfielder, like another midfielder. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd uh, say so. Another centre forward. Yeah, and then another centre back. Yeah, that as I said, centre they're... back is like the last or it's not as prioritised because we have got good. I think we've got the centre back situation has gotten a lot better. Yeah, we've got a nice core of centre backs. Uh, Bar well, from Jones, you've got Twanzebe by Maguire. And well, you Lindelof. you really think you think about it? The centre back situation hasn't changed a shit ton since Mourinho to Oli. Like the only guy who's really like exchanged is bringing in Maguire as a big L. Yeah, exactly. Ed, All the going to Roma is pretty much have happened. That's helped his career really small in going only, to Roma. The only, the only, I think the the benefit really is is like you got them. Maguire's changing him for small is great. Yeah. Then you think Bailly's been better since he's sort of been able to come back and yeah, touch wood, he stayed relatively healthy so far. Like no, no bad injuries or like his fitness hasn't dropped or anything like that. He's, he's still like mm. a reliable player at times. Lindelof, I think, has been one of the most consistently solid players we've had. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. And even, like, and even now, I think you've got to think about it. Had the injury not happened, Jones wouldn't be near that team. It would be Twanzebe. We'd be looking at him and getting him ready. Yeah, the, he was He was supposed Jones, to. Jones would just be on the reserves. That'd be it, unfortunately. Well, yeah. And uh, I, I think the centre-back position, as I said, I'd like to strengthen up that position. You'd always like to strengthen up every area of the team. But... As I say, the right winger spot is a big, big mass. Um, a striker, just a backup striker, someone like a Garlo's talent, where yeah. they're getting on in age. You're not paying because, as I said, as a, as I'm going to say, paying twenty million for a Garlo, considering where the whole world is and Man United's financial finances. As I say, they're not broke. They are. They are. They are in debt, but they're not technically broke. The Gazers always still spend money and. They could probably make that back through revenue and hopefully get in the Champions League. But twenty twenty is, million right? twenty million pounds off that budget is it's I personally feel that's a bit too much for him because you're wasting yeah. twenty million pound of the budget really. Like if we are if we got these aspirations of getting Sancho, Grealish, Saul, Nunez, and all these players, they're all going to cost money. Like Jaden Sancho is going to be cheap, isn't going to be cheap. Saul Nunez isn't cheap. Great player, but he's not cheap. Grealish, Aston Villa are going to fight tooth, tooth and nail to keep him in, in Aston Villa. 
So I think right now it's a situation of and it's, it's it's a bit of a shame because well, I think not not necessary for him like like you said it's a win win for Agado but yeah. I think the priority will be looking at yeah Sancho Grealish Niguez them sort of players mm. and if the budget allows it it, it depends what you have because if we get good deals on these three maybe. We can get a better striker. They ain't going to be a good deal on Sancho. I guarantee that. Unless, uh, unless, unless, unless Dortmund. Well, I think any of them. Look at look what happened when fucking we tried buying um, uh, Wambasaka and uh, Maguire. Jesus Christ! That, that, we that got will, we, that ages, we paid man. a decent amount of catch change for both of them, right? Mm. And I think the issue, and they these were from much, I'd say, better off teams than well. Yeah, but well, you got to remember, Harry Maguire, they didn't want to sell Harry Maguire because they had aspirations of making the Champions League, which, yeah. fair play to Leicester, they actually stuck to their guns. I thought, oh, that's, that's, that's a load of fucking bullshit, to be honest. They but, did better. I mean, they've, they've done a good job in recovering. Yeah, and Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace... They knew they were losing a good player. When it, it, when it, they, it, they could use the money, I think, as well. As I say, when, it, when are they going to get the money from... Really, like they they probably aren't. No team are going to pay for Zaha, so that's off the that's off the books. And, and he's then, really the only other one that you think they would. Someone would spend the money for like that that much money. Yeah, so. I think all the other sort of lads on that team are a bit at that level, or they're just sort of at an age now where it's not mm. worth the hassle. But we, what I think with yeah, yeah, I think the thing is we know maybe Nigues will probably be the best deal we can get. Grealish. It, it depends. It depends on the Sancho Because thing is, is because everyone knows that Sancho's a wanted man. There's like a few teams that want him. That's yeah, the issue. but it's 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 not like but, I think I think Dortmund. Well, I would say right once the money, if them three are the main targets and we get them free and we have a little bit of budget left, I don't see the fear and the the, the problem with like if they say we had like a spare twenty million, then I'd say fuck it, buy. Well, that, 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 that's, well. that's a the... position and it's another, he can yeah. last another year but, doing what he's doing. But the thing, but the thing is, if he does sign that contract, then his release clause is going to be more than 20 million. And that's the biggest fear we've got. We're, as I say, we're, in, we're as a club, Man United, they're in a, such a sicky situation with this. There's thinking, well, 20 million is a bit too much. Shanghai, Shenzhen, whatever they're called. They're they they're they're not they're not budging for the deal. They're actually offering to pay him more. So it's down to if if Ugalo doesn't sign that contract and Man United do come in, then yeah. But it, it it's down as I say, it's down to the board and the people who are making these decisions financially. But it'd be it'd be a good player and like Saul Dunge is a guy from the Liga who is I find is a really good player. Really, I've always he's been quite, a big fan. Very good, yeah, very good player. Good age, twenty-five. Yeah, and he's the thing is he's played in this robust system that Simeone employs at, at um, deploys. I mean, at Atletico Madrid. So you can tell he's he's very good at doing his job, and that's the sort of player Man United needs, really. Yeah, well, I think we've, uh, we'll have to see how again transfers are always an issue. We never know what's really going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, moving on to our next topic. Um, the next league to 
next league in football is coming back to uh, to, to a restart. Uh, La Liga oh, yeah. restarting with a proposed date, well, planned date of uh, June the 11th. Mm. With, a, with a derby of uh, Sevilla and Real Betis. Real Betis. Yeah, that, that's a good game, actually, to be honest. Like, uh, um, I, as I said, I'm not... always cool, but well, the issue is, is like, the, the current table standings for both teams is a little bit like... Well, they're, they're, two, they're, they're two teams that... That's where they are, really. They're never going to be challenging for the title. They're, they're always going to be up or down, either in the Champions League Yeah, but League well, spots. you say that... Sevilla's in third currently. Yeah, above Af- uh, yeah above Atletico. So you know what I mean? They've they got a good chance for Champions Champions League football if they stay consistent. I think the um, closest mm. teams below them: uh, Real Sociedad, Getafe with a uh, forty-six, uh, and then uh, Atletico Madrid on forty-five. So it's very like floating around now with um, but uh, Real Betis currently sitting in twelve, thirty-three points. Um, I know. It's, it's a, there is a nice, there's a big margin between them two, so it really does depend on, on um, what teams inform. But... Well, we, the thing is, we don't know because we thought like uh, Schalke were going to look decent, and they've had two pretty abysmal games since they've uh, come back from come back into top flight football. Yeah, this weird, this is a weird situation with how these. So the, the break was always an awkward one because we we were going to look, we were always looking at people. Um, how people's fitness was going to look like reflective of like when they came back from like such a long break of like no football, no really intense training. Uh, we're gonna, that's going to be something I want to talk about in regards to something later on. But also, the crowdless games is it's, a, it's a, we always know it's a weird vibe anyway because you're sort of looking like you're watching like a chat like a training match. Yeah, I do think it fucking matters a lot in football. Because you think of like certain places having these notoriously tough grounds, and yeah. you, know, like, horror, like, you know, like people used to say, "I fucking ain't going to Old Trafford, I ain't going to Highbury, Anfield, a windy Stamford day, Green. a windy day at Stoke on what, Tuesday, <laughs> what, uh, was it a cold, cold night, well, well, a cold well, Tuesday night in Stoke, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Rory, you got, Rory Delap throwing his fucking um, cannons of throwings into the box, you know, and there's like especially in like derbies and rivalries and stuff like that. Mm. It could be like you know, there's Liverpool players who fucking would rather play you at Old Trafford than fucking Goodison Park because Goodison, because yeah, all right, you're playing a bigger club in Old in United in Old Trafford and they're gonna make it hard. It's a big horrible ground, but then you're dealing with like your direct local rivals in Goodison, and Everton, who want to you know, if you're a Liverpool player, they fucking hate your guts and will yeah. let you know it quite. Yeah. And it's such a close small ground, you will be able to hear how much they hate you. Exactly. So it's like. The mind, the mind state is so different, and there is like loads of different teams that I think it's like the old bullshit. Like you, sometimes you, you have like a it, it does it does change depending on stadiums and home grounds. Like you look at like um, West Ham, who fucking Upton Park was a that was a fucking ground, mate. They would yeah abuse the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, and that, that, it was that. just like. The Olympic Stadium has been shite for them. They've <laughs> just not had well, like that. Well, yeah. saying, that, saying that, like West Ham, it's West Ham have got the fan base to fill it. Really, I know that. I know retrospectively, you look at it it's like, oh, it's not even filled. But West Ham have surprisingly got a massive fan base. They've always been a massive club. West Ham, like I work, you, I work in the London. The only issue I think I've heard from 
watching the watch the Copa ninety thing on West Ham fans talking about the stadium change. Yeah, nah. What nah. they didn't what they didn't like about it was because it's the Olympic Stadium. It's never there. It's, it, it, well, it's also it's a cold atmosphere because it's like so much bigger now. Like you don't really. Yeah, they've uh, over the, give it the uh, sports over... track. The sports track in the middle makes things very awkwardly uncomfortable, yeah. and also it's become a tourist trap because you're in like near the shopping centre in um Stratford and everything. Yeah, well, I've Westfield, been to it. Isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, Stratford Westfield. I've been to it, mate. So um, you're just in that weird situation of like. It's not necessarily diehard Hammers fans anymore. There's also a lot, lot of people who are like, yeah, it's "Oh, we want to check out the stadium." Yeah, it's I, 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 I don't really like it to be honest. Um, I, I've, I, I spoke, I just because uh, I work in London, I, I speak to a fair few West Ham fans. Everyone I meet is somehow West Ham fan, and most of them are season ticket holders. And they say, as long as when the claret and blue, when it's claret, when they've got the claret and blue banners hanging round then it feels like home but retrospectively it's not and you get that dead vibe and you can't really shout to a player f f you 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 silly cunt or something like that and i think that's what they were said about and it was like they knew like you know they knew the ground really well they they had like a love and appreciation for it. and even like the outside area like they had like all the like local food vendors like your burger vans and stuff and all your the same faces who work there. So if you're a West Ham fan growing up in that area, yeah, it's see. a very nice, comfortable environment. Mm, mm. And I think now it's like you just feel like it's cold and dead. But anyway, with like the return of the Liga, I was gonna say how that. do you feel? It's, do you feel they will make any changes from how Bundesliga's come back, or uh, um, do you think be a- not really? I think I think the way that they got the Bundesliga model. What they the Bundesliga model they've actually put out is the best you're gonna get really. Like, yeah, when you're when you're on the bench, you have to wear a mask two meters away. All this crap and yeah, it, it works. It works. And with football, it's you never really, you never, re- it's never really gonna be. You're never really gonna keep your two meters distance because it's a, it's a contact sport. So you're bound to get some some idiots slide tackling you, grabbing you, and that. It's it's the nature of the game, and everyone's getting tested. You get caught up in the moment, but the but the thing but the thing is, especially now in Spain, Spain, Spain need need football, especially like Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico, and all these little clubs. They all need football, man. They all they all need a chance to play. And the weird thing about Spain to me is always like. English and German clubs, I feel like the fan base is always sort of very reflective of like where you are, but based on like big town, big city. But then, to the credit of the Germans, right? Don't matter if your team's doing fucking shite, they will fucking show up. Like there's that um, there's that team in like the third division, third flight of their, of their football in the Bundesliga, and they got like one of the biggest fucking crowds going. I can't remember the actual name off the top of my head now, like Cronen something. Yeah, Even- but they um. I feel like like a lot of the league teams. The issue has always been reflective of like where the money and the favoritism goes. Like Barca, Real Madrid are always like the two golden. Yeah, they're always going to get a uh, biggest capital city team in Real Madrid, and then you have Barcelona, who as well was a big city and big international money making club because of the association of Messi and all these other 
factors. Well, you look in Spain, right, and you look at you look at most of these clubs like Barcelona and that, and you think it's just not the football team that's related to them. You've got the basketball teams, you've got the handball teams, you've got the volleyball yeah. teams, you've got so many sports like replicating the Barcelona model when they Real Madrid come... the exact same. Yeah, they've had the basketball team for a while. And yeah, shit, and like, like you, it's it's not just football. Like in this country, like we like Man United, there's no no Man United, not even a Man United like ice hockey team or like table tennis team. It's it's that's the difference between in Spain and football's their their power and they are they need football as well. Like the like us and the Germans, we miss football and everything. And listen, they get they get they get the best medical medical facilities procedures going and i know i know you've got an increased chance of getting it because you're playing close contact as well and yeah but at the same time you're you're you've got the best best you're going to get the best medical um i can't remember the word but you're going to get the best medical people on the case to look after you even if you do get it and you get tested every game before games after games so you it 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 is where it is in the end of the day, and like like we we the 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 country's getting back to work. Most of the most of the country's getting back to work. Why can't footballers get back to work? If you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I think this is well, well, it's like a large thing to do with the money, and also the fact that like exactly like, certain players if they get ill and then they do do this restart and they get seriously ill, it's like that, it's all. It'd almost be like, you know, like, if you're, like, um, you're, like, it don't really happen as much anymore, but, you know, like, fucking years ago, if you were, like, this shithead player from one of the random Spanish teams and stuff like that, and you end up just doing, like, a dirty tackle on, like, on, on like, the, a, a Messi equivalent, or, like, like if, if it'd be, like, if someone fucked up Messi and broke his leg, it'd be like, well done, you freak, you had just destroyed, you just ended the career of one of the best footballers in the fucking world. Like, you'd be... Mm. You'd, you'd go down history. Like, there might be like a small group of like people who'd be like, "Yeah, fuck Messi and that," but then there'd also be a shit ton of people like, "You, you know, you'd, you'd get death threats." <laughs> like, what the fuck have you done? Mm. It's I think it's a safety issue of like with this Corona thing still of like, there's a lot of it's like you know footballers are an investment, they're assets, they're worth money. Yeah, and it's almost like if you were to then like that one team in the Bundesliga who've had to go straight into quarantine because they you know a couple of their players get caught. What Dresden, uh, Dynamo Dresden. Dresden, yeah, yeah. And then now the issue is they got to miss a couple of games. They got you know it fucks up their chances of how like their Promotion. it fucks up their position in the table. Mm, mm. Yeah, it just creates a lot of weird havoc. There's a lot of people who are like you know players who live with. Them family their kids brothers and all that sisters all that kind of shit and it's just you're in a situation of where how do we stay safe when we're interacting with that many people like you said close proximity it's a job that is like despite what they're trying it's still gonna be like you know it'd be like when like you know fucking when take a corner or a free kick and you got pile everyone piles into the box listen we're gonna say like we go down like the referee or someone come up and be like, "Wait, no, no, two two, two feet apart, everyone!" Yeah. Like, fuck you, what? And as I said, I know, I know, like, if they don't want to, like, catch something and then give it to their families. I understand that fully, but at the same time, you got people working in the army who, 
who are who are in close proximity with people who possibly might have COVID nineteen, and they're away from their families. When I'm not I saying work, I agree with you. As I say, when I, work, right. when I work away, right, I'm away from my family sometimes for about two, three weeks if I work in another country. So I'm not I'm not crying about about that, about being away from my families. In the end yeah. of the day, what they're getting they're getting paid what ten times more not, than I am and I'm I'm not saying I agree with it. It yeah, was more no. like a situation. I'm just saying Yeah, you're, thing... you're, you're, I know I know what you're saying. You're trying you're trying to you're trying to give that point of view of a footballer. No, players are players are just a big fucking players at the end of the day are worth a lot of money nowadays. And it's almost like the idea like it's almost like how you know we just view him in general. It's yeah. like, like that Jao Felix, who we both said we quite like how he plays and stuff like that, but his Atletico career has been mm. hit and miss so far. Yeah. But the issue is they can't just give up on the fucker because it's like you've spent a hundred fucking mil on this one person. You know what I mean? A hundred million on a person mm. who's not even like. He might become the biggest star, like a big star in the world of football. But right now, he's just a very promising young kid. Yeah, and it's it's a weird environment to be involved in. Of like, it's 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 a weird way of one looking at people, and two a weird way of looking at how how you value money. Yeah, exactly. And, and inflation is one of the most insane things ever. Where like you think of like what Di Maria was a transfer breaking signing at sixty mil. At Man United, no, he was. I think he was. He was Man United's highest transfer at the time. It was a break. It was a record breaker. Yeah, it was a record breaker. Sixty but... million now wouldn't get you fucking shit as far as strikers, like good ones, like really, really good ones. Uh, yeah, like but... well-made, known, made strikers and shit like that. And I think we well, Everton paid fifty million for Richarlison. That was Richarlison at one year at Watford. Thinking how much Richarlison's worth now. Cool. Yeah, it's scouting as well comes into it, and what, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's get, it's, as are. I say, it's getting these players at the right time. But, but what I want to ask you, yeah, are you looking forward to the league coming back? Um, yeah, I am actually. I just want to see more variety of stuff to watch in the TV. Really, like Bundesliga. Like last night, we will speak on it today, like, yeah, like in the show. Um, I thought. I think, yeah, bang on, what, Bundesliga after, watch one of the Bundesliga games, and then you've norm- normally Real Madrid and Barcelona are playing either Saturday or Sunday at, like, what, about 7 o'clock our time? Well, 8 o'clock our time normally. So you just, you just, you just, you get comfortable watching that, and you've got more variety of things. But I, I, I actually like watching it because now, 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 the Premier League's not on. I don't really have a team to support in Germany. I am. I do have a soft spot for Frankfurt because I lived in Frankfurt for about three months, about a few years ago. So I've got a little soft spot for them. And Darmstadt was the first German team I've seen. But it's not really the same like having my club Man United, if you know what I mean. But yeah. I, I try. I try and look. This is because I'm a football fan, and I like. I like looking at the next big thing or these players that. I don't really get chance to watch because the Premier League's on. Like the other day, I was watching Kai Havertz and I was thinking, what a fantastic player he is. I, I, yeah. I, but I never really have the chance to watch it. And now, it's now I'm like, yeah, getting more, you get more of an appreciation, understanding yeah. these players. You have buzzes around their names. Yeah, and as I say, I, you, when when you when I do normally do these podcasts and normally do a bit of research, watch a bit of YouTube, look at their stats, and 
yeah, you, you look at the box score, as they say, and that's how you look at a player, but it's sometimes a player's stats don't actually replicate how they are as a player. Well, I think stats don't add up. And also no, I think exactly. You at, like, YouTube can be... Yeah, they they given their best bits. Like you see some. Well, even like the even like the professional media fucking channels do a lot to like. Yeah. To. To um, vet, like you know they they have their own biases to certain teams. Like I know it's a completely different thing altogether, but like. I was watching the uh, highlights a while ago from that Scottish Premier League, the derby, the old firm when Rangers the first time Rangers beaten Selwick at Selwick in like how many fucking years. I remember watching the match, and it was a very Rangers-dominating match, right? They pretty much did the best that game. Yeah. You watch the highlights, and the highlights make it look a lot more 50-50, like Selwick had a lot more chances, where if you watched that game, you'd fall like, nah, Selwick looked dog shit for most of that. Yeah. So it's why then you kind of think, oh, no, like, it, yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's it's different from actually, like, it's like we, how we are with, like, with the Prem, like, there's players that you know who are climbing up and looking good because you get to watch them week in, week out a lot of the time or like check up on Even on Soccer Saturday when you hear people like who's scoring loads and who's doing doing the best. Yeah. It's... You don't necessarily get that from like just YouTube and statistics and shit like that. Yeah, it's like looking at some, like a lot of people, they always laugh and they're like, oh yeah, Skulls. Skulls hardly got any assists. Cratch, Cratch got more assistant skulls and I'm thinking why are you just looking at the box score why are you just looking at the stats have you ever watched skulls play oh no I forgot you you weren't bought you you, you didn't watch football up until City started winning the league so how do you know anything about skulls do you know what I mean like, I, that's what I hate I know everyone's got their own opinion but if you got the stats to try and back it up yeah but he's a midfielder uh, to counteract though it is sometimes just what people like. Because I think as well, this is the issue with like Bundesliga and... And... Um, La Liga. And the Liga coming back is that these are two different leagues. Mm. I mean, everyone knows Bayern Dortmund, everyone knows Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico. maybe the Madrid party, all that kind of stuff. But the issue is, if you don't give a shit yeah. about... It's like, you know... We're gonna watch the big teams. You ain't gonna necessarily give a shit about like a random fucking uh, Sociedad or Valencia match necessarily, or yeah. a fucking uh, Hoffenheim game. But the as well, I think sometimes you just it's hard. It, it, I think it would have helped had the crowds been involved. Yeah, the crowd, like the German crowds and, and the Spanish crowds are some of the most passionate crowds in fucking Europe. Like I give a shit. Yeah, whereas. Uh... Going into it cold, it's a very and like how awkward the transition was. It's almost like it, it's a, it's it's an iffy first impression. Yeah, it's it's the echo of the stadium that I'm not really used to. Like you can hear that. I personally think they should really play it like ground like grounds where the sta- the echo, I know I know the stadiums got all the facilities and it's the best way to keep people out from watching. Yeah, but it's it's just it's just pointless having it at a stadium really. Which have it a training ground or something like that. Some some where it doesn't feel it feels like it doesn't feel soulless because that's hollow. Yeah, yeah. Because when you watch it at an empty stadium, it's it's soulless. You just you can just yeah. hear everything. You can hear this stadium, which is normally rocking, bouncing. 
and it's it's soulless. Why can't you just go into a like a non-league league clubs team and play on a pitch like yeah. that? It's just it just helps. It just helps the the, the atmosphere of the game and that. And it, I it, it, as I say, everything's got its ups and downs and positives and negatives. But what people I guess should, we'll have to see when it comes back. Yeah, but what people should look at is they should look at the fact that football's back on the TV. Don't you it's something. It's yeah, better it's, than nothing. it's better than nothing. What other sport has come back? Do you know what I mean? Cricket ain't come back. None of the um, the Americans golf. ain't gotten golf's the only thing. Go, yeah, but golf, golf's a bit different. Golf, golf, yeah, you can a... golf, golf. Something you can keep your two meters the distance away. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's it's a different energy. To yeah, a big it's di- yeah, it's a different energy. Like you, you like well, the basket, the NBA, like. Yeah, they, they've. To be honest with you, the NBA shut down before the Premier has, and the M- and basketball was one of these sports where you're not allowed to have contact anyway. So it's probably an easier sport to like control all the contact and everything. But close vicinity by people just sweating around each other, like make like heavy breathing. It's that you yeah. Know, yeah. But as, so, as you um, say, everything's got its positives and negatives. We will have to see. Um, so yeah, the first match back potentially if the target date does come to Sevilla Real Betis, the Sevilla derby hmm. on the uh, June eleventh. Speaking of uh, being important matches, last uh, yesterday in the um, hmm. we got to see uh, the Clásica, Borussia Dortmund at home taking on their uh, rivals and top of the table. Bayern Munich. It's not. Uh, I'm going to say this. It, it really, it's not really a rivalry, to be honest. Because Bayern keep keep winning. Yeah, that's that's what I was listening. You on say this. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. say this. What, what about United Liverpool? For how many years that was? Yeah, but United Liverpool. Liverpool just did us a few times. Like, yeah, well, 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 we'd always have a tough time at Anfield against Liverpool. Like Bayern Munich, wherever they went, they've always still beaten Dortmund. I can't remember the last time. Dortmund beat Bayern Munich. Yeah. And well, anyway. Yeah. Okay. What anyway. did you think of the match yesterday? Um, I'm gonna try and sum it up in a few words. Um, the rich keep on getting richer. Really. <laughs> it, no, it, it's 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 it, it is like I've since seen... since 2000 and. Uh, I think it's 13, 2012-13, right? Bayern Munich is the only team to win that league. <laughs> and it says it all. It, it, it's what? You, what ne, ne, next, another, what, three years? And if Bayern keep on winning the league, that's, what, it's nearly 10 years that Bayern won the league consecutively. It's... it's I it think is. the shame of it, the shame of it really is that, like, Similar to, um, I think this has always been the issue with like a lot of these other leagues. Is that I think with like, I mean, the Premier's had like eras of dominance and stuff like that, but then you think like, yeah, but the thing, but the we thing, through, we went through different stints of like United being on top, then Arsenal were on top, then Chelsea were on top, then. City go on top. Now we're seeing the rise of Liverpool and all these other teams chasing. And um, yeah, but... I think the issue for me with the uh, 
a lot of these other leagues, like for, you know, even like Spain, like the Liga, you got to think even like everyone tends to think it's always Madrid, Barca, but they were always two teams that like at one point it was just Madrid, like yeah. Real Madrid. They were fucking dominant, and then there was one next a period of pure Barcelona dominance. Mm. Atletico had like small stint. It was that one season yeah. that they won it. Is that what? Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. That was like a, that was like the shock of the fucking century. Like a team that wasn't called Real Madrid or Barcelona won it, winning La Liga well, and the Copa Well, yeah, Leicester winning the league. That was the biggest shock of the century. Yeah, that was another big one. But the other leagues, though, but the like, thing, the thing is, always yeah, been that way. Yeah, but the thing is, Charlie. Um, right, I'm gonna. Right, I'm going to do something, right? I'm trying to get it on point, right? Um, right. All of last year, right? Juventus won the Serie A. They're the only yeah. team in a while to win it. Barcelona won La Barcelona won Liga. I don't think Zidane, as a manager, has won La Liga, right? And Zidane no. wasn't there last year either, so that says it all. Um, that's what I don't think. I could be wrong, but I, I need to check my stats first. Um, City City won it two years in a row, but then Chelsea won it, then Leicester won it, then City won it, then Man United won it, then City... There's it, 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 always a different winner, right? It's been a wild ride, yeah. yeah. It's, it, France, other than that season that Monaco did it, where PSG was shit, really... But you, that yeah, but that's the thing. Like, at least, and the same as Bundesliga. You know, Bayern Munich's going to win it. Dortmund a second or third, and then there's another team like a lot like Spieg or Schalke or Hoffenheim or Leverkusen. That's they fill yeah. in the Champions League spots, right? Yeah. But none of these teams do well in Europe, other than Bayern Munich and Dortmund. And Dortmund always get knocked out in the last sixteen for some reason. So it's not, yeah. and all Dortmund's all. But the thing is. You look at Dortmund, right? And you look at Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich have been notoriously known for just taking a, the best player that they could get in Germany. Like they did, they they pretty much raided most of Dortmund. Hummels, Goethe, Lewandowski, Neuer come from Schalke. Uh, Benjamin Pavard come from uh, Stuttgart. Um, they've bought in uh, Sula. Another person that's coming, I think. Joshua Kimmich was from the youth. Leon Goretzka from from a uh, from Thingy Bob from I think he was Schalke. One. What do you think? Like, the only the only guy who's really come in outside of Bundesliga who I think's made a big impact on that team without ever being playing in Germany before was Alfonso Davies. Yeah, but Alfonso Davies, they've had him for what well, he's he's, well, he's only nineteen. So yeah, we are. Yeah, no. In a, in, a, in a Dortmund squad like, that has basically been built around like very young yeah. talent who have come from all over Europe and the world, yeah. The only standout to me from Bayern Munich, who, yeah, like you said, most of this Munich team have been like they. A lot of them have been fed in through other German teams. Well, as uh, another thing, right? What if if if. If they, what is the worst thing about it? If, if Bayern Munich are done with the player, they give him back to the team they got him from. Like Goethe went back to Dortmund because they, they were finished with him. Hummels was the same. They finished with Hummels. Oh look, Hummels is back playing for Dortmund. It's, it's, um, it's, it's wrong. It, it's not wrong. It's just the fact that 
what what the what comment I said, the rich get richer, it's true. They're always going to get richer. The Bar Munich performance, it wasn't a great game. Well, it was a fantastic first half. Um, as I said, the first 10 minutes, Dortmund were absolutely sensational. Julian Brandt passed that ball to, I think it was Haaland, Neuer come out. Luckily, Botang was on the line. Um, but in the second half, it was a, it was a pretty poor performance. And other than that Joshua Kimmich goal, which... Every time I watch Bayern play they're against Dortmund, they're, they're accustomed to score first, sit back, relax, try and well, break that Dortmund was just down. Before, that was just before, before the, second, the uh, end of the first half. Yeah. And I think that was more just suspect goalkeeping, to be honest. Well, I, 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 as, I, as I texted it was you a lo- I mean, Don't get me wrong, it was a lovely fucking float over from Kimmich, but... Berkeley should have saved that. He was Berkey, just, but as I said, Berkey, yeah, yeah. as I, as I keep saying to you, Berkey, I've never been a massive fan of Berkey. I personally think it's a bit hard to say, but every time I, he's he's a mistake when to happen. Really, he's just um, he's like a, though, he's like fine a, setup. I will say, but he did a good job of like nullifying like, Harlan. A, a big thing of this game, I think, a lot of people found important was the fact that. It was meant to be the first match that Lewandowski and uh, Haaland play together. They've like, you know, two guys who have been banging in goals left and right, and I think they both. You see, they've got about forty goals in total. Like each of them got forty goals in total. I think they're both like, which is crazy for Haaland, seeing as he's only been there for fucking since January. I think he was their top scorer. Yeah, alongside alongside Lewandowski for Bayern. So the issue for me was like, it was maybe more of a you're expecting like maybe a. Goals from Vemens. I felt Lewandowski. Um, uh, was it? What's his name? The Polish lad in defence. Oh, Lucas Piszczek. Piszczek, Piszczek fucking Piszczek. Did a phenomenal. Piszczek did a f- fucking phenomenal job of just stopping Lewandowski from getting anywhere near. But that that's the goal. But that's the thing, right? You watch that game and Lewandowski did shit. The, the fault Gnabry was shit. Coleman, I've never been a massive fan of Kingsley Coleman. He was shit. Thomas Muller, Thomas Muller. He looked good in the first it, half. It, it, it wasn't, as I half. said, it wasn't, it was the, it wasn't, it was a defender's game, that game. Every single player that played well was a defender. None David, of the, he did an amazing job, just his speed really helped counteract Davis, Alaba, Pavard, Boateng, solid, right? Akanji, Hummels, Piszczek. Solid. Um, yeah. Hakimi was solid. Rafael Guerrero, Owen Hargreaves really sung his praises in uh, on in the commentary yesterday. It was a defender's game. What well, um, we'll say though, um, I do feel so. Yeah, the first half was all like you could see all see the energy levels flapping towards the end. It was a bit like, oh, this ain't great, it, and then like the chemistry all happened. Yeah, it was a what bit. What I will uh, say. The, the substitutions, though, for Dortmund, I feel like I could have done more to, like... I, I, they, I, didn't, they didn't feel like the right the right move, if you know what I mean. It felt like a poor <laughs> poor choice of who to... I'm not, I'm not going to switch around. I, I was... I was I, I don't, as I said, I don't know what happened to Julian Brandt, but why would you take off Julian Brandt? Like, seriously, why you're, you're losing the game and you're taking off your, your key one of your key creators like Julian Brandt every this 
Well, since the return of the Bundesliga, Julian Brandt's been on fire. And yeah. Sancho hasn't played. And Sancho, by far... I think I've... to take away a creative, a good source of creativity. Yeah, and Sancho, with... Sancho, Sancho, all fairness, he did look a bit rusty, but that's what you get when you come on at well, half-time and you're not... You... To be fair, that after that match now, there has been a lot of talk of... Um, a lot of uh, people on the Twitters and shit seem to be... Uh, Bringing up his not necessarily just his fitness, but his general like football footballing shape. Yeah, so, like, there's been a lot of talk of the old. Um, he's lost a. He's, yeah, he, oh, looks he's, 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 he looks like he's game weight. He's looking a bit like. Yeah, that's like, what. has like comparisons like, oh, he's looking a little bit like he's been on holiday a bit too long. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel. I, 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 right I, now, Hazard's always a weird one because we've been talking about his motivation levels for a while. Was it Turgun or Eden? Eden, Eden, no, Eden, um, no, Eden, um, Eden. Sat with Sancho. Yeah, yeah, with Sancho. Sancho. Yeah, I, I, we've been talking I, a lot about his 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 yeah. effort levels, and yeah. does he is reflective of a man who? Because Dortmund, like you said, they seem to think they can keep him. He pretty much to me like looks like he's already out the door. Yeah, based it, on how he played it, yesterday and how he looks, I don't think he I think, gives a shit about Germany anymore. He's already thinking, where am I going in the prem? The game, as I say, the game that. It was the reverse game against Dor- against Bayern Munich at the Allianz Arena when Dortmund got smashed. I think then he knew his time was up. When when the manager takes you off at, at what, not even a half-time, and he didn't have an injury. He, he took him off because he weren't playing that well. You're thinking, if you want to keep, as I say, if you want to keep hold of the player, you do everything in the power to make him happy. And you're taking the, you're taking the geezer off at half-time. What you bring in Haaland? Oh, that yeah, yeah. That's that that makes Sancho want to stay. Fuck no. You lost to Pier. Okay, the only as I said, the only way that Sancho was actually going to stay is if they win the Champions League or do get far in the Champions League, right? Dortmund. I'm not. It's bad to say, but ever since Klopp left, Dortmund. Okay, you look at Dortmund. He's like, oh, the, after that PSG game at the uh, um, at Dortmund, I thought. Dortmund actually looked sick. I thought Dortmund could go and win it. And then they lost in the Champions League the next leg. And yeah. then you, you, you'd think, well, this is a typical Dortmund. Do well for one game, and then you just crumble it. But it, it's... it's it's you, Dortmund are a team... You're never going to keep all these players. You don't want to become... You don't want to come second every single year. You you know you're never going to challenge unless Bayern Munich. This was the year that Bayern that Bayern Munich's dominance should have stopped, really, because after the five-one defeat against Frankfurt, they sacked their manager, right? And well, this is, to me, to be fair with you, right, the issue with these sort of bigger teams in in Europe, there is always a tradition of like. It's not like, you know, in, like, um, England, where I feel like the, the standard is, like, three years. If you don't get it done in three... Unless it's, like, completely abysmal. Mm. Three years is your normal year. You're pretty much your bread and butter, like, contract for managers nowadays. Yeah. Bayern Munich and the big Spanish, Spanish teams, like Barca and Real Madrid, they've always had a standard of, like, because of the higher ceilings, you've got to win everything. and You've got to be fucking consistent with, like, how you perform and shit like that. It's just a different standard. Yeah. But I think when um you know it, it's just a weird yeah, it's a weird situation where like if you don't achieve the highest levels there like you, you could win like La Liga Copa del Rey all the other domestics 
you don't win the Champions League, it's almost considered like you, well, you failed. Which mm-hmm. to anyone else, you'd be like, mate, you won like domestically like shit tons, and they'd be like, no, weren't enough. Yeah, I think we're buying this like that higher, lofty standard of um of because it's, it's almost like you know, it's not like you're in, when you take over teams like that, it's not like you're exactly in a fucking rebuild job, are you? You're very much just taking. Nah. It's like, it's like you know, you compare it to like, say, um, when Oli took over United, it's like, you're getting a car that used to have a lot of value to it, but it needs a lot of fucking work now. It's not been taken care of in like, good years. Yeah. You take over a fucking Bayern Munich or Barcelona, it's pretty much like getting your fucking dad, your daddy's Merc, in it Because he's like, I don't drive it no more day or son. Exactly. Exactly. And... This this is what I know. A lot of people said, "Oh, they don't like the the corporate nature in the Bundesliga. They like keeping it fair." But it's not fair. Bayern I Munich, mean, Bayern Munich have got so. As I say, what they do in Germany, the fans are incredible. The way they sell the tickets is incredible. Unless you right? like Dick, who are like, "Yeah, give me that Red Bull money." Yeah, but it's a sad, but that that it makes. <laughs> it, they get, they, I'll, I'll give you credit. They get a lot of flack from other German fans because yeah, of but, that. But it's but they still but, but they yeah uh, yeah fuck it. They, they they sell their tickets cheap. Like I remember, you remember the game Leipzig were played against Tottenham, and then at half yes. time they chucked toilet paper because they were they were pissed off about the prices of the, the tickets. Right? They've still yeah. got the same. It's just because they've got money coming in. That they think, oh, it's going to be like the Premier League. Listen, shut your face. These people saying that, shut your face. Because what are you? Are you tired of seeing Bayern Munich win every year? If you keep it, the you s- wouldn't have a right. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, you... I'll give, I'll give the Germans fucking credit. Right, like I said about that team in the third league, the tendency for them, like a lot of the time, has been, it's not necessarily like because they are such um. As a people, like their their politics are very fucking important to them and shit like that. Mm, mm. So you have like um the uh, fuck is their name? What is it is it the fifty fifty one fifty plus one rule or something like that? No, PS fuck is that team the um the punk like the proper lefty? Oh, Saint Pauli, Saint Pauli, right? Yeah, Saint Pauli. They are a team that are very much like they have been run. In a certain, in a way, because of their fans are like, it's a very, it's a team like based on like anarcho punk sort of left wing people and shit like that. It's reflecting mm-hmm. on how their club looks, how their stadium is run, how their team is sort of interacts with their fans. But, I think of a uh, Kaiserslautern, who are you know their third third league fucking Bundesliga. They still get like a stadium filled of like four, you know, their capacity is for like just under fifty thousand. Yeah, because the they tickets. Fucking, are- Tickets are cheap. Listen. Yeah, but listen, listen, listen. How many people in in fucking um, Germany in the third tier of football? Not yeah. even like yeah, third tier of football. And like, their fans in Germany, I think there's a lot of like appreciation to how them sort of clubs are running, and I think that is why the backlash to Bayern and Leipzig is as big as it is. Mm. But because this... it is like, yeah, you are taken well, it's a fine too much Bayern Munich are historically big club and they've that's how they've got their money they've still run by the the Bundesliga rule where there's not one person in charge I think they've got to have like a fair few people right but listen uh-huh. to this story right I went to Germany uh as I as I said earlier I worked in uh Frank in the Frankfurt area but I was staying in Darmstadt and I had a weekend 
a day off in the weekend on a Sunday and Darmstadt was playing Dynamo Dresden at Darmstadt, right? I thought, let me, me, and, me and my colleague thought, let's go and watch a game, right? It was a sold-out game. I was like, fuck it. And then we spoke to a police officer. They said, yeah, go and go see that guy over there, right? That, this is got, Remember, this is a second division game, right? It cost me 18 euros, right? Jesus. 18 euros, right? I know it's a standard Jesus. fee. But, but listen to this. When we go to a slough game, how much do we pay to go for a, to a slough game? Can't remember now. Like, Thirteen pound. Thirteen pound. Thirteen pound. That was it. Thirteen pound. You for a to, for, for non for, for non- semi pro football for national non- league south. Yeah, as I say, it's, it's fair enough. I'm. I don't mind paying the money because it's helping slough. Slough. Yeah, but you go to these Arsenal games, right? And the cheapest ticket you can get is a. a Season ticket cost a thousand pounds. Yeah, and and I remember, I remember a tweet years. Uh, this was when Huddersfield were in the Premier League, so it was last year, the start of last season, right? They were selling their season tickets for two hundred and fifty pound, right? And they were clapping. They were saying, "Oh, this is fantastic!" Bloody blah blah for a Premier League club. It's like, yeah, it's great, fantastic. But Germany are doing it cheaper. That's why these games. That's why football that's why the premier league oh yeah it's a money league yeah but the issue yeah i think that just the, the atmosphere is a bit boring in the premier league i've never been it's just not i know i know we've put upon ourselves back in the 70s when we were very violent 70s and 80s when we were very violent and that and stupid shit starts to happen yeah but it's just, it's not as good. You never you never go to a game, you never see a flag. Like, these Germans got drums and everything. They're bouncing up and down. You see them there. Especially the yellow ball in, in, against in Dortmund. You see the fans just there, jumping up and down, singing, shouting. It's absolutely fantastic looking experience. But you look at our games, you, you it's just shit. Like, I'm not, as I say, it's not the fans' fault. It's just... It sort of is. It isn't. It isn't that the way the atmosphere in the grounds are sometimes a bit. Especially if it's a derby game, then like you're watching Man United, Man City, and you can see, yeah, there's energy in the stadium. Yeah, but I don't think derbies hit the same anymore. I don't think rivalries hit the same anymore, man. Nah, it's such nah, a different. Nah. And level. You don't... It's not like you're playing just because it's football and there's like a genuine want for a club to do well. I think money and how people have looked at shit has changed stuff. Because you think, like, back in the day, like, nowadays, like, like, you know, I think Kino can sometimes get by over the top with it, but he is right when you see Liverpool and United players all hugging and shaking hands and there's, like, no intensity to wanting to win in, like, that much that you would... I mean, fair you can still be respectful, shake hands, like, before and after a game, have a laugh afterwards. But I think once... Before that fucking game and in the middle of that game, there should be enough intensity and desire. Like, I don't care if we're fucking mates from the international side. I want to fucking bat at you and bat at your team because, you know, there should be a care still. Yeah. And I think with, like, you know, like, you look at, like, every time United go to Arsenal now or vice versa, it's heatless. Yeah. And 10, 20 years ago, that was a match that, like... Mm. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just the restrictions on the crowds now. Like you, you can't have like drums and uh, whistles, flags. I know, I know, people get pissed off about it, but 
you've taken away a lot of elements to make yeah, football. Yeah, like like you you see you see these teams in Germany and they got flags, they got ends where you're allowed to do that. That's what they should really do. They should bring an end where it should be where this is the carnival atmosphere. This is what you see in Germany and other countries with drums and that. I understand not bringing flares because flares are dangerous. Yeah. Uh, games get stopped. I remember I was in Germany watching that Darmstadt game against Dresden and the game got stopped halfway through because there was a, a massive smoke flare from the Dresden boys over there on the other side. And it just literally filled up. This was an open ground and it's, it's literally smoke went everywhere and you couldn't see shit. So they 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 they, they, postpo- right. they they postponed it for five minutes and then play resumed. Yeah, yeah I that, understand. That was a few times. But it should. Even when they went to um that team in Russia or um Ukraine, from yeah, Europa. Uh, Kazakhstan. Yeah, and there's all the fucking like beer plastic cups being thrown onto that, the pitch. That's something. That that's from, something I don't agree. That's what. That's something I don't agree with. But try and try and actually. Bring in these drums and bring in these crowds of these flags. As long as we, as the, long as people are not being stupid about, about by it, I think that's got to be a level of things with like the fans have to understand amongst each other. Like you never see. It's seen... almost like you develop the trust with like the owners and the uh, officials to like don't just and like the security don't just go to be hateful. Yeah, support your team. I think you know you can. Have a bit of you know, but I think you know don't don't look at it like I'm just here to abuse the opposition. I'm just chuck shit like when fucking Fred got, got done by that liar by the city fan and stuff. I'm thinking, what is the point? What is the um? Because well done, mate. You've just got yourself fucking bad from life. Yeah, from your own club, like you're you're a pill. But even 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 if even that time when some something got thrown at Dean Maria and it was a Man United fan, I just find it unacceptable throwing shit. Really. At players, the, the thing, is, the thing, the thing, the thing is right. When you're at work, you want to get on with your job. You don't want this cunt coming up to you and saying, "Ah, oh, this, this, this," and throwing shit at you. No abuse. Yeah, fair enough. They they take it. Um, they take it because sticks and stones won't break my bones, but calling names won't hurt me. Something most people haven't heard in years. But that's the thing. You you can get as soon as it starts getting violent and then stuff gets thrown at you then it's and then it's like racism's another thing racism you should never discriminate anyone anyone in any aspect like even if you don't hate the club if you hate if you don't hate if you hate the team this is and especially when your your own team is actually running over and saying stop stop it stop all this 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 commotion really it's 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 unacceptable really, but uh, uh, back onto the topic with the Bayern Dortmund game it's it, it's, it's it's until someone grabs Bayern by the neck and saying you're not winning the title Bayern Munich are going to win the next ti- the the title for another three years and my prediction will come right that no that Bayern Munich will win the that that's a prediction. Give it three years, right? Since the last time Bayern never won the title, they're gonna win it again for another ten years. It's well un- until the ten year mark comes up. Yeah, you, it does really appreciate. I think what like Klopp did. It was like such an achievement at that time to like beat that giant, and I think now it's like how football has changed. Like it, it's becoming like you won't get like another. I think. 
Klopp's success story coming, where it was yeah. like you managed yeah. to inflict a. It's not even. I mean, even like nowadays in like fucking La Liga, like you look at Simeone and what he achieved with like Atletico. I think that is a. Are you struggling to do it now? Like, he's yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's having he's having like the panic moment of his career, but I think with like how that teams performing in La Liga because they're diehard sell on Champions League. Yeah, but even right now, it's like it's um it's an awkward and I think as well you you know that Real uh, Real and Barcelona even with the problems they've gone through in as regards to like certain players leaving getting older needing to replace players they will eventually do it because yeah. of Real Madrid and Barcelona it's just a you can't like well at the same time man you never know them teams could go like I don't think anyone thought United and Arsenal were going to collapse in the ways they collapsed and mm. it can happen it can happen I mean, I know, like, it's different ways about it and shit, but it, but, you know what I mean? The money ain't necessarily always everything. There can, other shit can come into effect. And I, and some teams, I think, you know, I don't think Liverpool, for everything they've achieved and how they're doing, I'll give them credit. They didn't go, like, the City route of just funneling money into a team. They They were smart about it. It's taken a long time, yeah, but I think to the Liverpool fans when they because they will eventually do it I'll give them credit it will eventually be um, it'll be worthwhile knowing doing it like how Fergie did back in the day he didn't go out and necessarily at first spend a shit ton of money he brought the right people in at the right time brought up the right young people to fill a team there is different ways of doing it yeah I think what really was sad about that Dortmund game was that it felt again like Dortmund by Munich for a match that you think with all them fans there, the, the top two teams in the league, it would have had a bit more fire to it and that combined with the quality of the actual match mm. you know it was, it was like, poor, it was poor, it was poor. Harlan's injury mid-match, like towards the end sucked mm. I think Lewandowski wasn't on Eleven, fire like nah. he normally is uh, and I think and again, watching Sancho it right, yeah, I just generally think it's a, it's a man, he's a person who I don't think it... But Dorman might think they're doing a good job of getting him to stay and convincing him to stay. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I think he's done. I think, I think you know, he, he's a fucking typical British lad who just wants to play in the Prem. He wants to be the best in the fucking... Best in England. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's just, uh, uh, people I bet people moaning say, about his... Uh, people moaning about his physical conditioning and how he's, like, not putting a shift in. I bet when he first joins whatever team he joins he'll put a shift in because he's like oh, I want to win what, what, what do you expect Super. what do you expect when you're you're not playing every day and you're not training you, you're, of course you're going to put on a bit of timber it's it's natural I know mm. I know every gym workout yeah you could do these gym workouts at home but you're it's all, different it, different it's kind of fish it's different it's different, the, uh, it's different. Sports science and you're, everything like that yeah it's different you can do these home workouts yeah but you're not taking that intensity of playing a football match and training and doing all these workouts. Workouts are workouts, but yeah. Sancho's been playing for years, like in a, professionally, and your metabolism, you're always going to, if you start playing, like if you're doing everything consistently, you're, of course you're going to be in shape. If you're not doing it the same things every day, you're never going to be in shape. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, on that note, um, I think we discussed everything we wanted to discuss yeah, I think... in the pod today. Yeah. Anything you want to add um, before we go sign off? No, I, I, ju- I, ju- I just think I'm glad I'm glad everything football wise is getting back to normal and the, the bigger the bigger leagues are really trying to push football 
forward. And I know, as I say, I know these unprecedented times are awful for any individual. I I do sympathise for the football players, but the show must go on, really. And that's what the Bundesliga are doing. They're putting on a show for us fans. And all I'm a ha- a hats off to the Bundesliga for everything they've done. I know they probably got a lot of stick for it in the first place of bringing it back is it too soon but listen everyone needs a guinea pig to test all these experiments so the Bundesliga have been and it's a bit wrong for me saying they're a guinea pig but technically they are well I think the fact with Germany had until the spike again they had handled the best it's going to always be I think Germany was going to return first all these other leagues Germans are smart well they handled it better from the initial get-go compared to, I think, Spain or England, France, Italy and shit like that. So there will be, I think, the inev- the return was always going to be inevitable because I think... Yeah. I, I quite like how they've, you know, they've, they're have they also, you know, they're sort of squashing games together, like midweek games, sort of championship style because mm-hmm. they know they have to run through, like, two months extra in a season, like, now to, like, catch yeah. up, yeah. finish the season on, on point. So, good on them. Yeah. Uh good on them i think in regards to these weekly updates uh i think we just... weekly, weekly news sort of topical things that have happened in football i'm happy to i'm happy i think to host uh, yeah keep, well i'm happy to keep hosting so we made that me up my hosting job the midweek kind of uh Topics topic of debate that. yeah yeah so i mean we'll hopefully look into um probably some more transfer rumors when they come into effect next week maybe if we hear any more news on mm. league or any um more important Bundesliga events or matches that happen we'll talk about uh, so uh, thank you Lucas for joining me today no worries Charlie pleasure pleasure as always love it we have been a left back on the bench podcast and we'd like you all to stay safe and have a good day yeah have a good day thanks <laughs>